A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Podcast. I am Rob DiPietro, the Deadpool Hitter, back with another show with Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com. We are going over the NFBC main event player movement, the top ads of the week, and then we go over the player standings to, and talk about the overall standings and um, any movement in there. And also, we go over some of our picks this week and some of our pickups and what we are looking for in those pickups exactly. And Anything else strategy-wise that we might be employing to either chase stats or, um, you know, remain where you are in the standings or move up. Um, so sometimes, you know, um, maybe you just got to let it go and uh, go with something that's uh, more of an upside play versus the stable um, play. So, um, yeah, we just get into that and... Talk about the last couple of weeks of the season. You know, uh, this is um, if you're playing in a roto league, it goes all the way to the end. If you're in a head-to-head league, um, you're probably in the playoffs. Or if it's over already, you know, um, two different types of leagues. But um, you know, basically, trying to do the same thing is come out victorious. And uh, yeah, so enjoy the show. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob DiPietro. Find me at, at Dead Pull Hitter on Twitter. And I'm here with my man, Todd Whitestone. You can find him on Twitter at Telestar7. And his weekly article, uh, uh, two times a week now on spstreaming.com. Todd, what's up tonight? Not too much, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. Um, good you know, uh, we just talking about just sweating out these last you know, a week and a half, two weeks into the season before the season ends. Um, You know, I got one, I got about two eyes on, on the, on the prize and I have a, like a little bit of one eye, maybe like an eighth (laughs) of it. eyeing you know, draft champions already. I just can't help it. Um, We were just talking about a team that I drafted in November of last year um it's a fit at 56th overall and where i think we went through a couple of plays where it was funny because you got a couple of guys later on that really hit and um a couple of duds early but it's you know i'm thinking about those things already but still want to finish the season out strong and uh you know stupidly um you know looking at football too for as minimal amount of time as i can (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm trying to i'm trying to you know uh at least prep a little bit and try to do a basketball league Oh, really? as well okay. yeah yeah i'm i'm a big basketball fan i've always been my brother played uh-huh. Uh-huh. in high school and uh you know i i've been watching ball from uh, a young age and um you know still follow the sport heavy and you know i like to uh you know 
dabble a little bit into fantasy. I did the NFBKC last season with um with Phil Duso. We split okay. a team in the main event. Um, we almost had it, Todd. We we did pretty well until the end of the season when Durant and uh, LeBron James got hurt, and our team okay. just hit a hit a little uh hit a little free fall. But uh, I did a draft champion. I did a best ball. So um, I think I'm I think I'm probably gonna do a best ball again. That's fun. I just leave it alone and concentrate on the on the baseball content that everyone's gonna want to hear this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to juggle three sports. That's that's really tough. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 being like competitive in two and 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 just you know uh, going through the motions in the other two. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. It, it's it's a good distraction, you know, on a January evening to watch yes. NBA, you know, and you, you can see a couple players you have. I generally just do one or two DFS lineups, not all the time, but that that takes a lot less effort than, you know, trying to have a full season team. Right. Absolutely. That's a good move. Um, how, how do you, um, do you do DFS baseball? Once again, once every two or three weeks, Rob, I put in a lineup for a very low money uh, just to be entertained but no, that's not my main thing. It's just when I have a feeling that I want to have a couple pitchers that I don't normally roster that aren't on any of my teams. Um, but yeah, it's I'm not particularly good at it, um, you know, but I try to enter the cash lineups and, you know, hopefully, you know, win half the time or close to it. Yeah, I I jump in like every like, I mean, maybe once a month I'll do a lineup and I just like to look at the, like the, I go into like the single entry things and, uh, yeah, right. And I just try to, uh, not get torched by all the pros <laughs> out there. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things too, where I'm like, you know, I could probably get good at this if I applied myself and, you know, get a system, but it's just a lot of work, you know, like yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, it I think- is, it's a lot of work. It's like in, in all night and then all morning and, right. you know, mm-hmm. You gotta be I, on it right before the game's lock. You right, can't, right. You can't uh, miss a guy that's gonna all of a sudden be scratched. So it's a right. whole different thing. I think you've got to be just focused on DFS, really, if you're gonna really win money. Right, and you're pretty much not going outside at all. No, um, no. <laughs> and I like the outside. So uh... yeah, at least with Roto, you know, <laughs> once you set your lineup for the week, you know, there's nothing like on a Tuesday night. You can't change your lineup. So I mean you don't have to be right on the computer at five minutes of seven. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I am in a couple of, um, of my, my home league is a head to head category league. It's been like that since, um, the inception of the league in 2005. Um, uh-huh. and so that's pretty cool. I'm in the finals. Um, and the gentleman who I'm playing in the finals, doesn't have any fab left. Um, okay. So, you know, I'm hoping that I'm just going to be able to turn my team over. I got I picked up like five guys on Sunday um, and, and I have seven bucks left. So I'll be able to get at least, you know, uh, I'll be able to get to up to seven new players uh, this okay. weekend because we have a, a, a Thursday night fab. Um, I got you. I got you. Okay. And, so you yeah. should have an edge there. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that, um, you know, just using that available money and he's got injuries that he can't you know, overcome. He just lost Rodon, Kitridge, and uh, he can't replace them. So it's, um, yeah, and right, it's a keeper right. league and we have contracts. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's some, some guys on his team, like some, some rookies, you know, that he held on to, to, you know, keep for next year. And uh, 
So it's interesting. So that's why I'm keeping, you know, uh, I still have to be on my toes for the playoff weeks. But I, I, I feel like even during the regular season, um, I kind of felt strong enough about my team where I can, you know, um, you know, set my lineup and I don't have to be so frantic about looking at it like last right. minute. If I miss a game, you know, on a guy is a DNP, you know, okay, you know, I'll get over it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, and that makes it more fun in a way. You know, I don't like the being in lots of daily move leagues where you really just got to monitor it all the time. Right. And, and, and this is, um, it's interesting. It though it was always, you know, uh, a weekly start. Um, and then uh, there was, you know, uh, a couple guys that didn't want to get into the, you know, daily moves um, and right. it's not daily pickups, but, you know, we still have a fab on, on Sunday night and Thursday night, but you can change your lineup every day, you know? Um, and then last year, um we you know decided that it would just be best because of the short season and you know injuries and the covid stuff so we we just gave everyone a little more flexibility and midway through the season everyone's like you know what this is actually kind of good you know (laughs) like i actually like this you know so and it's not as i think people realize too it wasn't as much work as they thought it would be you know because you could still set your lineup at the beginning of the week every day to make sure you're covered and then you know put your starting pitchers in at least and then and you know every day you can take a look at it you know of course and tweak um so we did it again this year and um i think it's going to be something going forward that we do and uh so it's uh it's fun. So, um, yeah. it's, it's a definite, uh, a, a different break from, from Roto, um, for sure. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in a long time keeper league and it was really a good league. Everybody was engaged. Everybody participated, Rob. Um, and we had, we had minor leaguers and it was fun. The only thing I didn't like about it was that it was a first come first serve pickup. Oh uh, yeah. I tried to get people to change it or consider alternatives. And it was like, no, 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 that's the one thing they wanted. So I just didn't like the fact that whoever ran to their computer first was going to get the new closer or whatever. And I just finally I said, look, you know, it's great. You're a great bunch of guys, but I just don't want to do interact with baseball in that way where I'm like always worried about running to the computer and, and picking up guys. So Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun league, but I just, that one thing caused me to drop out. Yeah, that can, that's, uh, uh, I could see it like, all you know, a long time ago when it was, you know, uh, maybe the, the way to go, but when you could, you know, move to a, a better system, um, there's no yeah. reason to keep playing in, in, in leagues that do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think before, you know, um, you know, Twitter was big and, um, you know, most of the, uh, I guess, the casual player, w- w- you know, wouldn't be at a desk. So I feel like, you know, I remember um, my home league a while ago was still mostly like some, uh, mostly I, I think guys who were either cops or carpenters. And um, we, you know, uh, my one brother was at the computer all the time and we, I was like, man, like you, you have such an edge, you know, you can just work on stuff all day or look at stuff and, and, um, you know, and be on top of those little things. But, uh, you know, as, as time evolved and, you know, um, you can get information a lot more quicker. Um, 
Right. It might be the wrong information, but you can still get it quicker. <laughs> you get it quicker. You definitely you, get it quicker. You definitely get it quicker. Yeah, yeah, get it yeah. quicker. All right. So um, let's talk about your article on sure. com. We had, um, you know, the second to last stab run of the right. NFBC uh, main event. And um, so let's, uh, let's hit it up a little bit. Five bucks we're down to, huh? <laughs> Five bucks per winning bid. And uh, right now uh, the average team, has $61, but we're very close, Rob, to finding out the answer to the question of how much, do- how many dollars will be left on the table at the end of the season. I, I think it's going to be around $50, you know, that uh, represents the amount that teams are just not going to use, that some teams just stop trying, which is not an unreasonable amount, but uh, it, it is interesting because maybe for next year can inform us as to how much is really left Mm -hmm. as opposed to what we're estimating. But anyway, $61 theoretically left per team. Um, And uh, I think, I think most teams are going to be bidding, you know, $5 to win a player on average in the last round. Some teams have just a buck or two left. They're just waiting for an injury and, you know, that's everybody's got pretty much the players that's going to take them to the end. Um, it's it's funny because I feel like um, we we end up grinding all year and then you get to this point and there's pretty much you just got to let it go. It's just yeah. it's, it's either going to happen or it's not. I mean, you in April, you can say, oh, this third baseman, I got to swap them out. I got to do something. But now it's like, OK. He's either going to come around and hit or he's not. And, uh, you know, you, you just play him and you play your best player and let's see what happens. But so I think for a lot of us that have really stressed all year about who to pick up and who to start is not as much of that. Really, it's more stressing about just seeing the numbers roll in. Right. Absolutely. And I think you made a good point, like saying, you know, sometimes you just got to let it go. Uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, you know, I know my second main event where um, in fourth, it's just six guys with 100 points. It's just a stacked league. Paul Sport has been uh, either in first or second most of the year. But, um, you know, just trying to make at least a jump into third and it's still like 10, 10, 10 points away. It's far, but. Um, you know, I've, I've had, a, I've had a little attack plan to at least try to put myself in that spot, you know, sure. and, and, you know, uh, that's the one I'm just rolling out like seven, eight closers. And, um, I could make, uh, a four or five point leap in saves, you know, and a couple of other batting categories. And, um, but, you know, uh, for the batting, you know, I was just, you know, playing, playing it safe and playing it safe. And then, this week, it just started a couple of guys who were just hoping for some upside, you know, just like, you know, at this point, I just need, yeah. I need to take that shot that someone's gonna, you know, I can't drop out of money, you know, I'm just trying to leap into it. So I figured, you know, go with some high, you know, some higher yeah. upside players, you know. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and I think that's, that's the logic behind Jose Siri, who's the number one ad this mm-hmm. week, is that I don't think he's any guaranteed option, um, but he... He could homer, he, which he did last night. He could steal bases. He, he might get playing time. He might be benched. But, you know, I think that if you're behind, like I am in a few leagues, uh, you want a guy like that that could possibly really uh, give you a boost. 
Right. Absolutely. Um, he's got 25 at-bats so far with four homers, 16 total RBIs and runs and three stolen bases. So exactly. th- th- definitely fascinating, you know, to try to pick up, uh, you know, lightning in a bottle like that in AAA this season. He has 16 homers, 24 ribbies, about a 318. Um, th- I think the batting average this year was definitely, um, you know, higher than it's been previously in the minors. So yeah. uh, it's, it, it, it's definitely that shot that you got to take. You know, I think obviously the drawback is that, you know, we could split with McCormick and, and uh, Jake, Jake Myers and Tucker. And, you know, there's all these other things. And then at the flip side, you're like, well, maybe, and, and Brantley's out, you know, so, right. um, but uh, you know, and then, but on the flip side, you're like, well, maybe, maybe they'll rest some guys, you know, have the playoffs and maybe they sure. want to get him some at bats to see if he can around that playoff roster and 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 provide something you know so um yep. definitely had a had a wild 436 babbup in the minors that carried over to a 530 a 545 in the majors so yeah um yeah if we were but, evaluating uh, him for a full season rob i would say you know the strikeout rate is a little right. uh, worrisome um and maybe uh he's not going to get full-time playing time but you know that, for a two-week run yep I think he's the type of guy when you're behind, not if you're leading or something that you mm-hmm. really want to try to get. Right. Absolutely. You already almost got a 109.4 mile per hour on his max velo. So he's definitely showing that some of that power is pretty legit, you know? So yep. Um, yep. yeah, he was, he was picked up in 33 leagues um, for as high as 33 bucks. And um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting, I, I think, you know, this is where, where when you take this type of guy and you're going to plug him in on your team, I think um, it definitely helps to have like a really good solid core of guys who are going to get you at bats. And then if you could just sprinkle him in and, right. and get that nice, you know, two homers, yeah. two ribbies, I mean, and, and two steals, you know, or even just three or four steals, you know, at this right, point, right. that's Anything probably be great. Yeah. Right. You, you can't have, you know, eight Jose series on your roster. <laughs> right. And right. That would be uh, crazy. So yeah, if he, he could provide that little extra punch. And right. I think that's what owners are looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like over with uh, another batter um, with like, I guess a similar profile, Lou and Diaz, you know, yes. um, big power guy, um, you know, definitely uh, seen his last, uh, Last two weeks uh, here in the uh, last three weeks, uh, 45 at bats, three homers. So he's definitely a guy who who you can plug in to, you know, try to get some some power. Um, I think it's definitely a category that a lot of people target most of the year. And it's specifically at this point where you where you're just going to need to focus on one and maybe get some homers. He was definitely a guy having some of my conditional bids for sure. Yep. I mean, the only thing that scared me about him was that they, they face a few lefties this week. Right, uh, right. Marlin. So I wasn't as enthused on him, but yeah, he, he also could hit hit for power. He, did, he won't steal you the bases so much, but I think he is showing some good pop. Yeah, he definitely is. And he, he's not killing um, your average right now completely, 267. Um, decent strikeout rate, 25%. Um, hitting the ball hard too. So hard hit rate is pretty solid and, um battle percentage nine percent so nothing crazy but he elevates it and he you know um he does that often enough he can he can fly a flu out of there for sure yep um 
Then we had, uh, let's see, stick on, on offense. Gavin Lux was next, added in 17 leagues um, yeah. for a max of uh, $12. Um, I took a look at Lux. Uh, so I did my fab early in the week this week. I started it like on Wednesday. Um, I went to a music festival this weekend and um, I, I was, I had to have my bids ready by like Friday night. So it was pretty, it was pretty nerve wracking um, <laughs> that, you know, uh, so, you know, I wasn't really, uh, I was looking for emergency things, but I wasn't ready to reshape my bid, you know, on Sunday night while I was listening to uh, music. So um, I did it early and, you know, I, I took a look at Lux, um, but I, I saw that AJ Pollock was going to be rehabbing and probably getting back into the team later in the week. Um, and then, um, you know, it's just, he's not hitting the ball hard at all. Um, yeah. I know since, uh, since uh, September 1st, um, you know, he's carrying a 458 average and 552 on base percentage. He has no barrels. Um, Tart hit percentage is 35%, 3% lower than league average. Um, and Babbitt sitting at 526. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's just, I don't know, there was just nothing for me to think that a he would continue it. And also, I think that playing time is going to get a little lopped off once some um, Pollock comes yeah, back. That's, that's a concern. I mean, the one, the other thing about Lux, I think he's very talented, but he doesn't, he hasn't hit homers for a while at the major league level. And also, he doesn't steal bases. Right. So, so he's great, and I think he could be a potential good batting average guy. But I don't think at this point in the season that's as helpful as people that can contribute in a couple of steals or a home run or two. Right, right, absolutely. I totally agree with you in the profile. I mean, his his hard hit metrics aren't really showing that um, 4.8 launch angle. So definitely hitting a – he definitely needs to turn that around to add some more power into his uh into yeah. his bat. Yeah, maybe um, next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be an interesting uh I feel like he's, you know, early drafts. I think people are just gonna get reeled right back into him, you know. But I just yeah. don't see that that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what um I still don't see a, a true clear path to playing time for him <laughs> even oh, next no. year, you know. He's not guaranteed anything. I mean, if he gets cold, though go to Chris Taylor or whoever, you know, they have to- so many options. That's the problem with the Dodgers. Right. Absolutely. Um, let's see who else do we have here. Willie Calhoun was picked up in 14 leagues for as high as 22 bucks. He's back. Yes. Willie Calhoun is back. Um, it's interesting too, because I think I've Texas Rangers have probably been one of the teams I've paid most attention to in like the last, <laughs> it's interesting when you just find yourself so into specific teams into the playing time and in, in, in especially into what they can maybe right. offer you like with Solak and Yanni, Yanni Hernandez, um, you know, where I'm looking for speed and just constantly looking at these guys and their PT and, um, yeah. uh, and Leody um, as well. Um, right. You know, and now, and DJ Peters was getting a full run of, of at bats. You know um, I think we talked about him earlier, just great power profile, nothing else, but he, he was getting his chance. And then here it comes. Willie Calhoun to really put a dent into this awesome playing time run that everyone had. (laughs) It was was so consistent and it was such a, it was such a given. And then he comes back and everything is being thrown for a loop. One guy too many. Yeah. One guy too many. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's going to do over the last two weeks, but I don't think he's going to play every day. Probably. 
Yeah, no, I mean, he, he, he started off, let's see, he, he came back on Wednesday the 15th and he had played uh, all but one game um, and he playing tonight versus a lefty. So that's a pretty good sign. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, um, that's, uh, that's interesting right there. Actually, yeah, he, he is a lefty. So we have DJ Peters sitting tonight versus a lefty and Calhoun starting versus a lefty. So that you might. You would think, yeah, you would think Peters would be in there. but mm-hmm. um, and, and, and also Andy Ibanez came back and he was hitting real well yeah. before he hit the, the, um, yeah. the IL. So, you know, um, but I just, why, why is Brock Holt and Charlie Culberson still getting at bat on a veteran team? <laughs> I mean, on a on a young team that just should be trying out, you know, yeah. get Josh Jung, uh, Josh Jung some at bats, you know, just just see what you got. Right, right. There, you would think that'd be what, but usually most teams, you know, the GM just puts the guys on the roster and he leaves it to the manager, and the manager can put whatever lineup he wants. He wants to win a few games towards the end of the season, so you know that's what that's what they let him do. The, the guy we picked up was uh, Luis Renjifo. For the Angels, yeah. And the thing we liked about him is not he's a, any great shakes as a player, but uh, we we like the fact that we think he's going to play. He's he's going to get regular playing time and probably in the infield, but he's also eligible all over the field. He qualifies um, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just about every. He's, he's just another, about everywhere. He's a Lurie Garcia type guy, you know. Yeah. So that's helpful. So we got him once or twice. And uh, hopefully- I loved him, Todd. I think I had him on pretty much every bid um, list that I had for batters. And, you know, I had a couple for middle infielders or uh-huh. um, just one one list for multi-eligibility guys, you know, and it was filled with him and Lori Garcia, Jake Peterson, just to, you know, try to get a guy on the bench if, in case you need um, a guy to play every spot. And, you know, with him, though, that, that benefit was he used. I think Nick, Nick Gordon is another guy, too, I had on that list, especially for steals. But uh, when Hifo was playing every day and, um, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he, he's not doing, um, he's doing pretty good with his playing time. You know, he's been, yeah, he's been two, doing well. Yeah. He's been yeah. doing well. He, he, he really hasn't stolen bases in his time in the majors, but I think he's capable of doing it. So hopefully, uh, he'll get one or two bases in addition. Yes. Yeah. I think, I mean, he, he had it in him, you know, I was looking at his, his minor league that and he definitely um ran in the minors so uh yeah. maybe he can get some uh surprise uh stat here but yeah good good hit tool um uh, doesn't strike out that much 21 percent strikeout rate but hits the ball decently hard and he's getting playing time you know so yeah so what what do you what you can't ask for a lot more than that right right no yeah i mean like i said a multi-eligibility thing was huge i think um it was just like had you know make sure i I have a spot with a guy who can just be plugged in, you know, in case, in case you run into a rash of injuries or a rash of one of those on Monday, you know, where you have your lineup locked and, um, you know, three guys are off on Monday and they only got two games left. And, you know, at that point you're like, Oh, you know, I'll play the lesser player with four games, you know, if, uh, you know, um, right. so just having a guy like that being ready to plug in is, is, is huge. Right. I, I feel the same way about, um, Sosa on the on the Cardinals. He, yes, you know, Edmundo Sosa. He's been playing yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, he was picked up in nine leagues. Um, but, yeah, he's been playing pretty much most of the time. He took over yeah. for the young. And, 
again, not doing anything to harm you. Um, good contact skills, more strikeout rate, um, you know, nothing, nothing wild off the charts, but just playing every day and, you know, not doing anything to harm your team, stealing base, uh, decent power. So, you know, you have to keep an eye on these guys. They're not, they're not, uh, you know, they won't shine so bright, but uh, they'll be, they'll be consistent on your team and they play multiple spots. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, any other hitters you wanted to cover? I had a, I had had some bids in for Gavin Sheets um, on the yeah. White Sox. Uh, yeah. You know, I noticed, you know, the, that when they sent um, Vaughn, I mean, when Vaughn went to the IL, you know, he, he had a pretty good run of, uh, of at-bats. Um, yeah. He doesn't play every day. They're not playing anyone there pretty much every day. Uh, just making sure that team is nice and tuned up for the uh playoffs you know but um i i needed a a corner power bat and uh, uh-huh. uh i was i know vogelbach had like four games this week on monday to thursday i had my eye on him but she should just been hitting the ball really good you know, good contacts up percentage 80 percent contact uh three homers 10 ribbies and seven runs since september 1st um just just a good profile and a good lineup um and right. you know i just made sure I had him in a couple of spots where I thought, you know, I could maybe use a power push, um, you know, and I don't know. I know he's not going to get a full slate of PAs, but I felt yeah, strong. I wouldn't worry about uh, Tony Larusa and who he's going to play, but, you know, <laughs> I get Wait, that's the only thing that you're worried about with Tony Larusa? Well, that's uh, one of the things. Uh, I worry. Yeah, I worry about lots of stuff. But, no, uh, I think Sheets, uh, if, he, if he hits – you know, I think LaRusso will leave him in. But if he has a few 0 for 4s, then, you know, he's just as likely he, – he loves to get Billy Hamilton in the lineup, you know. You, get, you can't turn that down when you have a chance. Right. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think Sheets is a good, good get, though. I think he has a good chance to give you something over the last few days. Right. Todd, I'm, I have the Met game on in the background. And yeah. I, just, I don't understand the – the the Red Sox ne- neon yellow jersey things. Oh yeah, I don't either. I don't know what I saw that the other day. I don't know what what does that signify. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I I remember them wearing it early in the season. And I was like, what is this? You know. Yeah, I I'm I'm a like old fashioned on this. You know, I don't e- didn't even like it when they started. You know, at all the shops started wearing uh selling pink caps for the various teams. You know, just because they figure people are going to buy pink caps, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, so like you see, you see a, a Yankee cap that's in pink. And I'm like, oh, come on. If you were to buy a Yankee cap, buy a Yankee cap. Well, what are you wearing pink for? You know, so anyway, yeah, I don't know what the Red Sox are doing with the yellow. I'm sure there's some rationale for it, but um, it's really, it's really, it's really odd. And I didn't jarring. look into- It's right. It's jarring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and they're wearing yellow socks, but they're the Red Sox. I know. It makes no sense, right? I really don't get it. All right. Let's get into some pitching. Top pitcher out of the week with Michael Fulmer. Um, back to closing again for the 
for the Tigers with Soto going to the IL, scooped up in 26 leagues for as high as 28 bucks. I've loved Fulmer all year. I've just loved the skills. Um, it was some times where he came back from his multiple injuries stint um, and got tossed right back into either the closer role or high leverage right. role. Um, and I think I've definitely rostered him a couple of times over the season. Um, he was nice for my for my head-to-head league I was mentioning um, because he, he's he got the, uh, on CBS, the starting pitcher slash um, relief pitcher eligibility. So I could slide him into starter and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and get me that's some good. stats. Yeah, yeah. Been, I think when he's been healthy, he's he's been good. Yeah. You know, I, he's had a few injury problems that's been sort of derailed him, but um, you know, he's given a few saves at various times, and I think he's he's a good pitcher. I just feel like he's he's no good bet to stay healthy in any year, you know, this year to include it. Right. Uh, by the way, I have the answer for you. The uh, Boston is – it's the Boston Marathon color scheme. It's part of the City – Nike City Connect series, which is probably just designed to make money is their main thing, but um, – supposedly this is the Boston Marathon colors. Okay. I don't know what, what that has to do with anything because the Boston Marathon is run in April. Um, do they give it to no, like the... They're do they give it in proceeds? The oh, yeah. They're running it in the fall this year because of the COVID. That's, that is true. So maybe that's part of the reasoning. I don't know. So I just give you what I know. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Todd. Okay. Bring in, bring in the info. Love it. Bring in the heat on that that answer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Michael Former was definitely the ad. Yeah, I think yeah. this well, week, if you were looking for some saves, yeah. another guy that was scooped up for saves this week was uh, Chris Stratton, fourteen right. league, thirty four bucks. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's closing for Pittsburgh to the extent they get some leads, and he could he could work out fine. And and then the other pitchers were you know, pretty much starters that were, were hopefully going to contribute. Alex Cobb, Dylan Peters has two starts. He pitched well in the first one, I think. Uh, and Matt Manning, I think has two starts this week as well. Yeah. I, I, um, I went for the old Cobb. Uh, Did you go for the Cobb? Okay. I went for the Cobb, not for the, I'm not Cobb in this week versus Houston. I was, uh, I'll pick them out for the Texas start next week. So okay, okay, that could um, work. That could yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't have enough. I didn't really. It's close. It was a you know close race in ERA and WHIP, and um, I'm just not thrilled about pitching him against Houston. So I figured I'll grab him now for the the, the Texas start. Oh, you know, I was trying to look ahead as much as I could. You know, sure, in sure. in most of these bids, I was just trying to look in in two week snapshots. I mean, in in all the spots I couldn't, but, um, you know, yeah. wherever I could, I tried to beat that, you know, uh, rush to next year's, uh, next year's, next week's bids, you know? Yeah. Right. And he should, he's supposed to face Texas in Texas Thursday of next week. Yep. That's the one I want. Okay. Okay. Now let's see who we got next here after Mr. Alex Cobb, um, Peters, Peters, you Peters and Manning. Peters Matt and Manning. Manning. Yeah, Matt Manning. I don't know how you can trust him right now. Uh, it would be tough uh, to go to the well with Matt Manning. Yeah, I mean, he had, yeah. he, he's been better of late, but it's still. Uh, I think it was tough. just the two starts, the two starts that people liked, you know, that just the chance for, but he's only going to go barely five innings. What did he do yesterday? I, I don't remember. Let me look it up. 
Um, let's see. I think he pitched yesterday the first of his. T- he actually yes. did. He did win. Five innings. Six innings. I thought it was six. Six innings of one run ball. Oh, nice. Five, five innings. You're right. Five yeah, no, innings. no win. Three, three, three earned runs. Five innings, three runs, no win. Um, nothing horrendous, yeah. nothing great. Yeah. And then he gets Kansas City on the weekend. Yeah. I I I thought he was going to uh, – he really hasn't done much this year to really, uh, you know, make me interested in him at all going forward. Yeah. He's got to really – It wasn't that psyched for him, no. Yeah, he's, he's just not showing any – and he's swinging miss, you know. So I think uh, he needs to develop that. But you know, the Tigers seem to be doing well um, with their. Um, I, I I like the Tigers, Todd. Uh, I just like yeah. their. I like the way they played. Hey, share. I think they got a good mix of guys, and AJ Hinch, the great coach. It's just definitely a, a team to keep an eye on going yeah. forward. I feel like um, this was a successful season for them. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. I I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. You know, um, bring in a big splash, you know, maybe for shortstop or I don't know, you know, what do you, it, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do to maybe try right. to improve right. their team next year. If it's not just from the minors with bringing up Torkelson and Hunter Green, you know, because yeah. that might work too, uh, for sure. All right, Todd, um, tell me about the wow bit of the week. Yeah, there's not so much wow left, uh, you know, but there was a $76 bid for Odebel Herrera. Boom. He was only uh, only added in one league. I'm not sure if he was available more, but I, I assume not. But anyway, 76 bucks. And, you know, it's hard to criticize anything right now in terms of amounts if the person has this much left and they, they really need an outfielder. It's hard to really criticize that. And, uh, uh, you know, so that was the highest one. I, I don't think we're going to see anything much higher than that in the last run unless somebody's been hard – you know, uh, maintaining, you know, 200 bucks on their fab and all of a sudden comes, comes ready to, to bid. Um, yeah. Like, like you did in our league for when he you came with the $12, $12. Hammer. I the dominated. 12. I dominated with 12 bucks. <laughs> he was in my bid group with Nick Gordon. I had him off for two bucks. You know, I knew I wasn't, you know, who knows, you know, at this point, you don't really know who's, yeah, who's yeah, going you, for don't, you don't know who's, who people need. If they didn't, somebody didn't need an infielder, you could have gotten for two. Right. Um, Right. So anyway, yeah. So um, and then in terms of the Coliseum, we're getting towards the end and uh, the top four. We had two victories this uh, past week, uh, two closer types, Carlos Estevez and Adam Adovino. Uh, Adovino is kind of funny because he got four wins. It wasn't really the saves that, that helped everybody. Um, and I don't think he's really closing consistently right at the moment. Right. Anyway, he got four wins when he was in that highest leverage role, and that's certainly a win. Carlos Estevez worked out beautifully, mm-hmm. um, even though his ERA was six point two three. He got six saves, so I mean that's a victory for three week period is great. Um, and then we had two uh, two losses. Edward Cabrera, the big phenom for the Marlins, didn't work, and also Glenn Otto who pitches for Texas. I think he's still in the rotation, but he's been having all kinds of problems. So um, two wins, two losses, 23% thumbs up on the year, 50% down and 27 in the middle. So about, about the same as it's always been. Yeah. Very, uh, 
Very interesting, the Coliseum. Um, that uh, it's been interesting to look at the you know top four bids and um, what they yeah. did over over a week. Yeah. Uh, before we get into some standing stuff, um, who who were some of the players that you targeted this week in Fab? Okay, let me tell you. Besides your boy Renhifo, let me go through mine real quick. And now, right, now main I'll, event. And now main event, uh, I I uh, added Alex Cobb. Like I mentioned, I dropped Kakuche because uh, he's a bum. Um, picked up Lucas Sims um, and Garrett Crochet. I picked up both of them um, because uh, I like the fact that the, the White Sox had eight games this week. I'm thinking, you know, it's really tight in ERA and whip in that league too. So I'm hoping I can still get some K's um, with him and Sims because him and you know, Sims has been pitching lights out and uh, right. he's, been get, he's been getting in, you know, two, two games a week. So um Sometimes his uh, his stats are mirroring that of a uh, of a streaming pitcher. So uh, I take those K's and uh, I scooped up Nick Gordon and Anthony Alford. Steals are the only thing that I kind of really need to gain in offense okay. in this league. So uh, just to uh, maybe plug them in for some steals for the week. Okay. okay. And then in my other so, main, I scooped up. Yeah, I'm gonna fin- I'll finish up and uh, I did a, a little Chad Pinder. Um, for the for multi position, and he actually he's actually starting against righties now, which is a good sign. And uh, did a little swap a catcher, sure. dropped Pozo, and picked up Ryan Jeffers for a buck. So okay. that was all my main event bids this week. Okay, I'll, I'll go through the in the two that were in contention. Um, we picked up Marco Gonzalez for five. Mm-hmm. Nice Drop, dropping our buddy uh, Ronaldo Lopez. That yeah. he really didn't work. Uh, then Renhifo uh, was picked up for Ramon Ur- Urias. Beasel mm-hmm. uh, was a little dinged up, so we weren't sure about him. And then second rider for Rowan Wick, who was having some problems get- just getting out. Um, and then the in the uh, second league, uh, Eli Morgan for Jackson Cower. We never actually pitched Cower. We had him on the bench. But Morgan, I think, is pitching better. And he had- we didn't start him this week, but next week he has one good start. Um, and then Jose Siri for Andrew Chafin for four. And then Gavin Sheets. Oh, I didn't remember that we got him as well. Gavin Sheets for Colin Moran for two in the second league. Nice. So, so yeah, that was, uh, that was it. We have like about nine or 10 bucks in both leagues, you know, for the last run, maybe a little less even. And uh, we'll just be using $1 bids to try to fill in if we have an injury or something like that. Yep, that's what you gotta do. I got thirteen bucks in one and five in the other. So yeah, uh, I'm sad. I'm sad. Actually, I'm happy. Fab is gone. No more fab. Yeah, it's 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 a blessing and a curse, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I know. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do in my life? What are you gonna do? It's it's something. I think the first week or two, you're not gonna miss it. Uh, Maybe maybe later in the winter, you're gonna wish. But yeah, uh, I think it's kind of kind of nice to have a week or two off after we've been doing it all year. And it's so funny too, because like you do football and it's just like you're looking at like one or two guys. In yeah, baseball. Right, right, right. In baseball, you have this nice long list and conditional bids and football. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Eh, I need a tight end, you know? It's, <laughs> it's so simple. It's a it's lot like, simpler, definitely. Oh definitely. my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah, I know. God, maybe that's why anyone could do like kind of good in, in football. 
Anyway. I, don't don't, I don't don't say that. There, there's there's people that do really well in football consistently every year. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know they're they're great at it and but yeah, I think the fab is a lot more direct and and, and clean. Sure. Right. For sure. All right. Uh, let's get into some standing stuff. Tell us yeah, about the yeah. So uh, so I, I did want to point out that uh, Phil is 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 has a lawsuit filed against me. Uh, because I've been using the wrong rhyming uh, approach for his last name is Dussault, not Dussault. And so I, the lawyers have served me with a lawsuit and uh, they want all the compensation that I've gotten for this year, which is, he's going to be disappointed in that, I can tell you. <laughs> he's going to, yeah, he's going to have to build the SP streamer. Going to have yeah, to build Simeone. Yeah, so I, I don't think he's going to feel like he gets a lot of comp from that. Anyway, uh, he's still leading the main event. <laughs> He's still leading and he's still in third place as well, which um, I put in the articles. It seems quite unfair. And I've been researching to try to find a reason why uh, that can be disallowed. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Emmett Ruland is, is not done yet, I would have to say. Um, you know, he was, he was 52 points back as of Monday and uh, he's been hanging around. And I don't, don't think we can close the book on it at all. Um, it's hard to imagine that Tyler Young in fourth place, who's, um, you know, he's now 415 out, or at least as of Monday he was. Um, I just don't feel like that's enough time to make up that kind of uh, gap. Um, but it obviously fantastic year that he's had Tyler uh, fourth, ninth, and 13th in the main event. He only had three main event teams, and his worst one is 13th overall, Rob. So, wow. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's amazing. Um, so, uh, and then the other, I put in the other risers that really did well uh, in the top 20. Stephen Japinka uh, rose to fifth place from 10th. He's been making quite a run. Mike Rothy from 11th to 7th. Clark Olson, who's was sort of dropping back, but now he's, his, his top team is moving up to 11th. Chris Urim, who's back up to 15th, and Joe Anthony, 16th. So, um, there's a lot of great players. I just don't, in terms of the overall top spot, I think Phil is Phil or Emmett, as from what I can figure out. Um, yep. And uh, it, it could go down to the wire, or Phil could, if he puts on a determined charge, he could put it away a little early. But um, based on what I've seen, I think it'll be close. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely going to be close. And uh, thrilling finish, thrilling finish could be a fantastic season. For Mr. Dussault, you, right. it's good. It's, I'm glad you finally got it right, Todd. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I you know he's uh he's also third in the online championship yeah, overall yeah. and uh, first in the auction overall. First in the auction is is his team that you helped him draft uh, is is beating my team there, which is not helpful to me. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So he's he, unbelievable year. I don't even know if Phil is going to be able to beat this year in, in future years. But regardless, it's just something to be, uh, uh, to, to, to look, lean back and just observe and shake your head. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what they call bulletin board material. You know, you can, <laughs> you say, you know, you say to yourself, like, you know, work your ass off and come up with a good process and you can put yourself in a position to do something like that. It's very hard, of course, 
But uh, I'm not saying that what he did was easy, but, you know, um, it just shows like he had a determined uh, that he want, you know, this was his goal to uh, win these overalls. And he's, you know, he's he's getting them. So, uh, he's, you know, close to finishing it out. So it's it's, it's pretty awesome. And it's, uh, uh, like you're mentioning, all all these other guys with two or three teams in the top 20 overall, it's just right. uh you know, just awesome to see, you know, how, how well of a process people could have that just consistently puts them in, you know, in, in, in these spots, just really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alan Mitchell, he's got sixth and eighth place in the main event. So, I mean, Phil and Tyler maybe overshadow him a bit, but that's still unbelievable. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yes. There's a lot of great players up there. Just, um, just interested to see how the final standings shake out. And then I did give an update also in my article, which people can get as at spstreamer.com, um, about the leagues that are really close, the ones that are a little further away, and the ones that are really close, which means that first and second is within five, is has actually grown. There's 19 out of the 43 leagues, and it used to be 15 a few days before, that are really close, which means it easily could switch from whoever's leading to uh, whoever's second. Um, so I think that's pretty amazing. It's, it's almost half the leagues, Rob, that's within five points. Um, and, uh, and that doesn't even count the ones that are within five and, ten, five and 10 points, which also could flip as well, maybe not quite as easily. And those were, let's see, there were, there were nine additional leagues that are within five and 10 points. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, I just hope I don't end up like one of the stories I always hear, you know, and I started listening to a lot of fantasy baseball podcasts and, you know, um, it was anyone who was involved with, you know, NFBC and main events and uh, like Scott Jenstad or, or Toby and, uh, you know, they would talk about, you know, the, um, you know, oh, on the last day, you know, I went from first to second, you know, right. you know, and I'm like, oh, my God. Or, you know, on the last uh, at bat of the season, <laughs> you know, I lost exactly. seven thousand dollars or whatever it is like, oh, my God. You know, you just I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure. Look, 43 leagues, 19 that are really close. I'm sure it's going to go down to the last day in a few of these. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just can't imagine that it isn't now. I'm not going to be able to figure out that one last at bat flip something but i do think uh, it's going to be really tight and it, it's painful for whoever gets second or, or finishes just out of the money for sure yeah it's uh it's awesome stuff this is uh is what we wait the whole season for to see how our process and how you know end up and what we need to start working on next year you know i have yeah. a huge i have a huge list going a running list of things to improve <laughs> you know uh, absolutely so good work again Todd with your you. with the articles you're really doing well with this and uh, I think it's given I think it's given everyone a nice big peek into the uh into main event picture you know that is- yeah I think it's fun. like I said it's fun to see not just the leagues you're in but some of the other ones and I certainly have a better appreciation for who the top players are and who is participating and and who's winning various leagues you know I didn't really know how to just a general vague sense before Right. Absolutely. Good stuff, Todd. Anything else you want to cover before we hit a, uh, a pod deck question and get out of here? I don't think so. Let's go to the pod deck. All right. All right. You ready? Yes, I'm, I'm mentally prepared. Okay. When were, your, when were your parents most disappointed in you? Ooh, 
How long, is the, how long is the podcast? <laughs> uh, let's see. I know when when I when I was in middle school and I was getting pretty crappy grades. I know my dad used those exact words. He said he said to me, Rob, it, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You Interesting. Know? And, and that that really hurt me. Right. Badly. You know, he was like, he, he just shook his head sadly. And he said, you have so much potential and you're not using it at all. Which, you know, for a sixth grader, that's that's pretty tough. But um, it did get me to focus a little bit, which probably was his goal. Um, that's the one thing <laughs> I remember right now. Um, he gave but, you the uh, the worst thing in life, son, is, is wasted talent. He didn't, he didn't say that. No, no, no. no. there was uh, one other time related to baseball where I was okay. I'll tell you this little story, right? Uh, and then you can ask me another project. Is uh, I would I, I was not a good ba- hitter at baseball. Uh, just I think it was my, as I've learned in later life, my eyes were never that good. So I was I, I blame it all on that. But anyway, um, I, I was a bench player and, and my, my team, was, I was about, you know, maybe fourth grader, fifth grader. My team was losing badly, like about, let's say it was like nine to two, right? In the in night, last inning, whatever that was. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, Rob, our team did, did this fantastic rally. Probably, I think it was with two outs, hit, 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 hit. All of a sudden, and, and, and the coach had put me in, right? Figuring that I was never going to get up, right? And all of a sudden, with two men on in the last inning, I'm the tie, potential tying run and I have to come up to plate. Okay. Wow. So I come up to the plate and all, at the same moment, the, the skies were starting to darken and it was looked like it was really going to rain. And there was, in fact, there was a few sprinkles coming down. So I go, get up to the plate and it gets to the three balls and two strikes and the pitcher, you know, it's, it's a fourth grade, fifth grade pitcher. He throws the ball. And it, it just barely cleared home plate. It almost hit the plate. And the umpire called me out <sighs> and as, in the same motion ran to his car because he was concerned about getting wet. And so I was oh. really upset that he called me out and I was the last out and whatever. And so my, my dad sh- looked at me and he, he shook his head and he said, you know, you got to protect the play with two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, oh, this anyway, guy, that's, that's yeah, so that guy didn't want to get wet. So he, he, he didn't want to get wet and sped up the game. And my dad was having none of this. Uh, it was low dad. He didn't want to hear any part didn't of want to hear it. No, no. So anyway, oh, I'm man. sorry. I interrupted the uh, pod deck. That reminds me when I was younger and I used to umpire games for, uh, you know, I used I would call ankles to eyes and uh, coaches didn't like it. Like, when's your strike zone blue? I said, ankles to eyes. <laughs> we got places to go. Tell your kids to swing. Yeah, it was yeah. softball. It was like 11 year old softball league. You know, yeah, I understand. I understand. Hit the it's, ball. It's anyway. easier to understand when you're uh, older than rather than when you're uh, getting called out on strikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Would you rather your fingers always feel sticky or your throat always feel itchy? Oh, I would have to say sticky. I'd rather the sticky because uh, I had asthma. <laughs> I had asthma when I was a kid, 
Okay. Oh yeah. And that it's no fun having tr- trouble breathing. I can tell you that. Um, it's not trouble breathing. It's just it's just your throat's gonna yeah, feel. Yeah, itchy. but it's just sort of the same thing because you keep swallowing, and it, it would be I <clears> probably keep going. <clears throat> so I would, maybe it would help me become a major league pitcher. <laughs> very good, very good. See, yeah, I guess any major league pitcher would pick Dan Sticky too. Yeah, that's it. Maybe uh, interesting. Maybe a, few, a few guys on our fantasy team that uh, could have used that. All right, fantastic. All right, cool, Todd. Way to wrap this up. All right, um, thanks, Rob. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Hundred percent. And um, I'll get back to you. Uh, maybe we'll do something else this week if uh, if we can yeah. find the time. Cool. No problem, buddy. All right, Todd. Have a wonderful day, buddy. You too. All righty, folks. That'll be the end of this Pull Hitter podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed the show. Hope everyone had the fantastic finish to their season. In Roto, head-to-head, best ball, whatever you're playing. Cheers to success. And in defeat, just make sure you learn what you got to do to get better. You know, sometimes it's bad luck, injuries, sometimes just poor decision-making, but... That's what we got to figure out now. So, all right, guys, don't be a bag of shit.